Hey founders, the startup journey can be an amazing trip, but at the same time, I talk a lot about just how difficult it can be. And in fact, there will be days that truly suck, that will challenge your willingness to kind of push through and continue on. Uh, they come up almost inevitably in the startup journey. And today I wanted to share pretty much my worst day as a founder. And to keep this in context, this was a company that ended up being successful despite all of this. Now, I have a lot of stories about really narrow scrapes and appalling situations during the startup journey. Uh, normally, I reserve those for conversations over beer, wine, whiskey, but in this case, I'm gonna make an exception and share with you the story of the worst day I went through to give you a sense of what kinds of things you might need to expect on your journey. Welcome to Feel the Boot, the science of startups. I'm your host, Lance Cottrell, and I'm here to help you along your journey as you climb that vertical learning curve of being a founder. I know what it's like, I've been there myself, and I've helped countless other founders along their journeys. If, for some reason, you want to share with the world that you're on this journey and that you've decided to bring Feel the Boot along with you, we have some merch. You can get all kinds of things, including cool coffee mugs, water bottles, t-shirts, jackets, all sorts of stuff. So if that's of interest to you, for whatever reason, head over to feeltheboot.com merch and check it out. I founded Anonymizer back in 1995, but the story I'm telling today takes place in the summer of 2000. Now, 2000 was an exciting time. This was what they call the dot-com collapse. So the dot-com, all of the tech companies had gotten insanely overvalued. The uh, angel and VC funding environment was ridiculously frothy. Uh, few companies had any revenue to speak of, and at some point in the early 2000, people began to wake up to this and the entire system started to crater. Uh, users got nervous, investors got nervous, stock prices and valuations were all plummeting. And as we went into the summer of 2000, this sort of was the context in which we were living. But we at Anonymizer were actually feeling pretty good about our situation because we had a couple of things going for us. First, we had a uh, an angel, in fact, that had agreed to invest a million dollars into Anonymizer. And so that would have given us a lot of runway. We were still pretty small at the time, and that could have allowed us to go on. We also had one of the largest security companies in the world that wanted to acquire us at a fairly reasonable valuation all-stock deal. And so between those, we figured with one or the other, we were guaranteed to end up in a pretty good situation. But we definitely needed something to happen because our revenues were stagnant, we had very little runway left, and we'd been burning cash all along as we were trying to grow our user base, but even the users were starting to get a little nervous about dot-coms and pulling back, the blush was off the rose a little bit. So we needed something to happen. And in the summer of 2000, three things happened to us. The first thing that happened was that our investor got cold feet. He had been watching the value of his stock portfolio 
fall apart over the preceding couple of months and realize that he didn't have the liquid capital that he could afford to lose that he thought he did and decided to pull back his term sheet and not invest in the company after all. And that left us in a pretty tough space. At that point, we probably had only a couple of weeks of working capital in the bank. But fortunately, we still had that acquisition offer on the table and that would have solved all of our problems all at once. However, a couple of weeks after that, something happened to me personally. Uh, almost exactly a year after my mother-in-law passed away after an extended illness, my father-in-law died suddenly and unexpectedly. And that obviously put me into a bit of a, an emotional tailspin. I needed to be there for my wife. We needed to go up, deal with, uh, property and you know the will and all of the stuff that comes with that and the emotional impact you know i was pretty much a wreck uh, but fortunately i'd recently brought on uh, my new ceo bill and so he was able to at least keep the company functioning while i was dealing with all of my personal crap uh, going through this emotional situation and then two days after he died while i was in the middle of all of that stuff we get a call from the acquirer and they're pulling out because their stock price, while we'd been negotiating, had gone from 30 to three. And this was an all stock deal. It would have ended up with us owning a fairly substantial chunk of this large company. There were no way they were gonna go through with that. So I've just had this huge personal loss. We have no money no prospects of money, and no way of exiting the company. At this point, I was convinced that we were just going to implode. There's no way out of this. Uh, the company was gonna fail. I was gonna be ruined. And you know, the only upside I could think of is that fortunately, my father-in-law had passed away before we got that news. So he died thinking we were gonna do well and he didn't have to see his daughter go through this disaster that we were about to encounter. But we took stock of where we were at and realized that we had to focus on survival, that times we hoped would get better. And if we could survive, there might be other opportunities we could take advantage of, but it was rough. We had to do substantial layoffs and we weren't a big company. And we laid off, as I recall, something like half of the people in the company. Uh, we had to cut all expenses. We focused on bringing in as much revenue as we could. So we had a subscription business. We actually advanced the date at which we were renewing people because that allowed us to generate a couple thousand dollars quicker. So that gave us another, say, week of runway to be able to continue to do things. We got incredibly focused on any money we spent. Any investment that we were going to make had to have a payoff within 30 days. There was no way that we could make any kind of strategic decisions. It had to be right now. If we spend this, we will get that plus more almost instantly. And fortunately, we had been running a pretty lean shop and we were able to get to that default alive state pretty quickly, just in time. I mean, it was really by the skin of our teeth. And fortunately, we had really understanding other investors who were willing to step up for 25K here, 25K there, until we were able to sort of right the ship and continue forward. It was so close. And I've got to tell you, this was not the only time when the company came within a whisker of disaster. It happened several times, particularly over the next 18 months, when during that entire year and a half, 
we were continuously operating with just weeks of working capital in the bank. This is not a fun situation. It's incredibly stressful. You're constantly feeling like you're on the brink of disaster. Why are you wasting your time trying to push through? But we did, and eventually we were able to find an opportunity, and that's what we were hoping for. After 9-11, we had an opportunity to realize that the government needed the kind of privacy tools that we were building. And we had just enough resources to be able to cobble together a little tiny MVP for a local government customer, get it in their hands. They were happy with it. That opened other doors. And within two years, the government was 95% of our business. We were riding a hockey stick straight up. We had tons of cash and never needed to raise money again. Things worked out. And the key here is, if you don't survive, you can't have those lucky breaks and those opportunities. But this also speaks to why I think it's so important to be passionate about what you're doing. If I didn't care deeply about privacy and security, I would not have chosen to go through those struggles that I did to get to that point where we could then have the pivot and succeed, right? I would have given up long before. And that's a real problem, right? If you're only doing this because of the money and you think it's sort of interesting, but you're not super excited when, not really if, the bad stuff happens to you, it's unlikely that you'll be able to bring yourself to suffer through those situations to come out the other side. And let's be fair, I was incredibly fortunate. Most companies that come within a hair's breadth of death die. Right. Most startups, in fact, fail. So there's a good chance that you will, in fact, hit this rough spot, struggle and struggle and struggle, and it won't be enough. And if you didn't care deeply about what you were, you were doing and felt like it was a core mission for you, I can't imagine what it would feel like to have that fail. And of course, then you dust yourself off and try again. But always be aware. Things can be incredibly difficult. There are super high highs when you're doing a startup, right? The wins, when things go well, when the product's functioning, when you've got happy customers, that is glorious. But it does come with the flip side of things when things are rough. Thanks for watching this episode. I get maybe asking too much to ask if you enjoyed it, but hopefully you got something useful out of it. And if you did, please do the usual. It seems strange to ask on this episode, but like, subscribe, ring that bell. It helps make sure you get more content like this that you're interested in, and it really helps the channel. I appreciate it a great deal. It's important to have a network around you to help you deal with these difficult times. One way to do that is to join the Feel the Boot Founders Alliance. I'll put a link down in the description. It's a bunch of other founders going through exactly this process. They're a great resource to bounce ideas off, ask for help, and lean on when you need that kind of emotional support. I've noticed not many people take advantage of our podcast. I imagine most of you were super busy. I certainly was when I was a founder. If you want Feel the Boot on the go, you can get the Feel the Boot podcast. It's the same as these videos, just all audio, obviously, at any of the major podcast aggregators. If you want to get one-on-one -on -one time with me to talk through your startup, subscribe to Bootprints. That's the newsletter. Go to feeltheboot.com, click join, and in each issue, it's a very low volume, typically every other week, I will include a link which allows you to get on my calendar to get one-on-one -on -one advising completely free. 
I love talking to you, and that is where many of the ideas for these videos come from. So, until next time, ciao.